Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Hi everyone and welcome back to another week of Life on the Farm. Today's episode is going to be everything that has to do with pharmacy school interviews and I realize that this year is very different most places are doing purely virtual interviews and so a lot of the different things I talk about today probably won't apply but in the event that it isn't the year 2021 and hopefully things aren't the same in 2022 Anything that I talk about today can be applied to future interviews and future cycles. So I'm on the cusp of my residency interviews right now. I'm waiting to hear back from all the different programs that I applied to and I'm doing my own prep at the moment. And so I thought what better way to kind of tie everything together than to reflect back on where I was three years ago, which is absolutely insane when I think about the fact that I was very much aware back then that I would be doing this whole process now of applying to residencies and interviewing and applying and all that good stuff. And so to be living it is totally crazy. And I also have a podcast, which is wild in itself. So I thought as I am preparing for the interviews coming up at the end of January, throughout February, maybe a few in March, who knows, I thought I'd kind of look back at how I did my pharmacy school once since that worked out pretty well for me. And hopefully I can keep that same energy this year. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So the way I'm going to structure today's episode is start off with how I prepared for my pharmacy school interviews, talk about the different formats that I encountered, how I went about just making sure that I was ready to encounter all of these different types of interview styles. Although again, like I mentioned earlier, I know this year will be primarily interview style, traditional interview style, one-on-one, maybe with panels or groups of people. So I'll definitely talk about that. But there probably won't be MMIs or multiple mini interviews, which is a very interesting type of interview style that I was the most nervous for when I was going into pharmacy school. I'll then go into what interview day looked like for me. I'll talk about the different scenarios, how I navigated it. Again, unfortunately, it looks like this year that won't be the case, but maybe this will be helpful somewhere down the line. And then at the end, I just want to go ahead and talk about some helpful tips and tricks that I've always kept in mind and have served me well. And if they can help you out, that would be totally awesome as well. And so I'll just round out with that. And hopefully we come together at the end with a recap of not only what I went through for pharmacy school interviews, but a list of different tips and tricks that will be helpful for you when it comes to this very stressful time. So to jump right into things, just to get us all on the same page, we are now at the point where we have applied for pharmacy school and they've gotten back to us and let us know that we have been invited for an interview. And that is such an accomplishment. It's so exciting and it's great to know that a program sees all of the great things in you that you were able to highlight about yourself. And so for me, my very first step when I get encountered with this type of situation is just getting into the mindset that I need to be comfortable talking about myself. And it's not a skill that comes very easy or naturally I still don't very much like talking about the things that have to do with me I know I have this podcast now and I do that more frequently but to be totally honest before this and before all of the interview experiences I've had throughout pharmacy school it's not something that came naturally to me you very much have to be strategic in the way that you highlight the things about yourself without coming across as cocky being able to convey not only examples of the situations you're speaking to but what you took away from it and even going even further than that and talking about how it'll apply to the position that you're seeking out. And so my first step is just getting comfortable with talking about myself, putting myself in that headspace. 
And then the next thing I have to do is reintroduce myself to myself. And I know that sounds really, really weird, but what I mean by that is that anything that is on your CV, which is a document that'll be very important to you in pharmacy school interviews and everything like that throughout your pharmacy school career, anything on there is fair game. And as somebody who has... I think told you all even to have your CV continually worked on as you're moving through your experiences. Sometimes things stay on there that you didn't intend for them to be or you want to make adjustments. And so the first thing to do is just refamiliarize yourself with the activities and the different responsibilities and roles you've taken on. That way it makes it a lot easier for you to prep when you start going through your questions. For me, if I just try to jump into practicing questions and answering the different interview questions that may be out there, and I haven't re-familiarized myself with my CV and my accomplishments over the last couple of months or even years, I start to feel discouraged because I'm not able to think of them as quickly. But again, give yourself that opportunity to read your CV, get familiar with yourself, remind yourself of all of these great things you've done. And it'll make it that much more encouraging as you run through your interview questions, even on the first take, to know that you have these examples in your mind already. Then from there, the general preparation that I did at the time, I literally Googled top 100 interview questions and I went from there. I don't remember the link or anything like that. There are so many resources out there, though, if you ever want to look for them. It wasn't anything pharmacy school specific. It was literally just the most generic list of questions. It asked like, what are your top three strengths, your top three weaknesses? Of course, your elevator pitch, which I will go all into because I have a take on it that has worked for me. And so just being familiar with all of those questions, the way that I went about it was I had an Excel sheet. I had all of the questions put in there. And then as I ran through each of the questions, even on my first take, I would start to make notes next to them. Just little key phrases or key words or the name of an experience that I knew I wanted to elaborate upon further. Again, as you run through these questions for the first time, don't be discouraged if you don't know something right off the bat. This isn't the interview itself. This is your opportunity to prepare for that moment when you are asked these questions. And so you'll run through them a couple of times. I was invited to my first interview. I believe it was in December. I was actually on a trip to Texas. I got my email while we were at dinner one night and I was over the moon. I basically took the rest of winter break kind of just to like be excited about it. And then I started interview prepping uh, in the new year. And so I gave myself about two weeks, I want to say. I was still in school and whatnot, so it wasn't something I was doing all day, every day. I just took about an hour to two hours um, every night just to run through the questions. And so as this list grows, you add questions to it that you may hear or you may see. Seek out the resources at your undergrad or through a pharmacy club or even the pharmacy school themselves. They create interview question list. I know UCSF has one for residency interviews and so those have a lot of the same questions that may come up in your pharmacy school interview. Again, you won't get any clinical questions, which is great. The main focus of a pharmacy school interview is just to see if you're the same person in person as you are on paper. And it's to also pick up on a lot of those soft skills that you may not be able to get a good idea about from a person when you just read about their quote unquote hard skills on a resume. And so back to the questions, just making sure that next to each of the different topics that come up, you have something you can jot down. And after your first pass, you'll notice all the different things that you weren't able to come up with on the first go around. And then every single day, just give yourself some time to continue working through them. And I personally don't recommend typing out a full response because it will come across that you rehearsed it and that it's not very natural. I would just go ahead and, like I said, use those keywords, buzzwords, phrases, whatever it may be to 
basically build your idea off of. That way it sounds more off the cuff. You're able to incorporate your own mannerisms and phrases into the conversation and in your response, and it'll just come across a lot more naturally. Again, there's no need to be totally afraid because it's about you and there is no better expert about you than yourself. And so as the days go on, just continue as the list is growing to add your little keywords and phrases next to everything. Make sure you're practicing how you want everything to come out. Be sure to practice saying the answers out loud. It is totally different running through something in your head versus running through it with somebody else, whether it be a family member, a friend, a colleague, a peer, whoever it may be. They can give you some honest feedback about how it's coming across in real time. So if you're doing anything distracting, maybe you're shaking your legs, you're twisting your hands, you're blinking a lot. I don't know what to do about a blinking thing. I don't know why that came to my mind first. But just anything like that, if you're saying um too much, maybe you use like really frequently, filler words, perhaps you speak really fast. I feel like that's one of those things way back when I was very aware of and I've continued to work on throughout pharmacy school is keeping my pace a little bit better. And so whatever it may be, you want to make sure that you work out those kinks before you get to that interview. Again, it may not be exactly perfect and polished, but it'll give you an idea of things to keep in mind when you're sitting there. And if you worked on them beforehand, it's one less thing that you have to worry about being conscious of when you are at the interview itself. And so after that, once you have all of your different questions listed out, you have an example for each or you have some buzzwords and you're able to basically run through kind of quickly what you want to say, the gist of it. For me, something that's really important as well is the structure of a response. And so something that's worked for me in the past, and again, this is very much, if you were to poll different people about this, you will get totally different answers. This is personally just as worked for me. And so if you have heard something else elsewhere, totally make your own conclusions and do what works for you. But when it comes to answering a question, the thing that I like to do kind of follows along with the STAR method. If you've ever heard of the STAR method when it comes to responding to questions in an interview, it's basically S is for situation. So you explain what the situation was. T is for task. You mention what tasks were involved. A is action. You mention what actions were taken. And R is the results. So what were the results of the actions that were taken? And so I try to follow the same format when I answer questions, because when someone asks you something, they're not looking for just the answer, but they're looking for the application of it, the reflection of it and the growth from it. Or at least that's the way I've always seen it. So when somebody asks me a question, I'll go ahead and answer it follow it up with an example, talk about what I took away from that scenario, and then I'll end with talking about how I believe what I took away from that will apply to the position that I'm seeking out. And so for me, that allows me to cover a bunch of ground in just one question. It allows me to showcase different parts of myself beyond the question that's being asked so then they can get as good of an idea of who I am as a person and what I can offer as possible. So just something to keep in mind. I feel like when you approach answering questions, it can be so daunting. You don't want to say too much. You don't want to say an or you do want to say enough. So you don't want it to go on for too long though either. It's about being really concise and succinct and making sure that you are focusing on the proper parts. Don't focus so much on telling the story of what happened. That should be maybe 20 to 30% of the conversation, maybe even 10%. Make sure they have a good idea. Move on to what the example that you have to talk about is. I guess that's kind of in line with the situation. 
and then from there move on to the reflection, the growth and the applicability part of it all. And so I think that's where you can really make the biggest impact on, in your statement to this program as to what you can offer as a pharmacy student, what you're looking to do as a pharmacy student, tie it to a goal that you have. Talk about what about this program in particular you're excited about, what drew you to apply to them, what you hope to gain out of being a part of this program as a student. So once you've gotten familiar with yourself, you have practiced your questions, um, you've practiced with your friends, you've been able to figure out a structure to answering questions that works best for you, you are now ready for interview day. And so I realize now that this is very different. So if you're looking for virtual interview tips, I have a post on my Instagram for this podcast at Life on the Farm podcast that lists them out. But just to review and recap really quickly, the important ones that I've picked up as I have worked in, as an intern remotely and done ASHP mid-year and gone to multiple open houses now, there are a couple of things that can definitely make this process go a lot smoother for everyone involved. And so as I pull them up right now, the things that I wanted to highlight and I feel like will be the most beneficial across the board are number one, familiarize yourself with the platform. So if you've used the platform that the interview is going to be on, whether it be WebEx, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, what have you, make sure you just know how it works in general. Most of these apps are free online and you can test it out yourself beforehand just so you know the controls. Watch YouTube videos on ways you can change your background and everything like that just so you're not fumbling with it before the interview itself. Number two is establishing a strong internet connection. And I am currently having a hard time with that one because our internet provider showed up like throughout the month of December and did something to the electrical box. And my Wi-Fi has been in and out like no other. And so I'm definitely going to have to probably set up an ethernet cable just so I have constant connection and make sure that the call doesn't drop. And number three, figure out lighting and angles. So I use a desk lamp that functions as my low grade ring light, but I highly recommend using it. It'll just keep your face bright. And as long as you sit in a well lit area, it should be able to pick up on who you are and you're not sitting in a dark space. There won't be shadows on your face. And then angles as well. If you're camera is on different places on the screen, make sure that it's situated in a way that you are not only in the frame, but that the interviewers can see you as well. Number four is to break distracting habits. Something that I think will be really useful is not only practicing your questions with friends, family, colleagues, and whatnot, but also practice being on a virtual platform with them as well, just so they can see if there's anything you're doing that comes across the screen, or if there's something wrong with the connection, you can troubleshoot it beforehand. And lastly, as cliche as it is, to stay calm. There are issues that come up all the time and that will always be the case as a pharmacist. Look at the applicability here. So it's really about how you respond to the situation that I think would be the most important. If you do end up dropping a call, if you do have something end up happening, just make sure that you communicate with the person that was interviewing you and let them know what was happening. People appreciate follow-up and follow-through. So never hesitate to explain the situation and just get back to the way things were shake it off, breathe it out, and know that you still have an opportunity to make a really good impression. So I guess now we'll talk about pharmacy interview day. And since this isn't gonna apply to everyone this year, I'll start off by talking about kind of the attitude, the mindset, the energy, and that I try to take into these situations. I know it can be really nerve wracking and very scary to go into this and have a lot of pressure on yourself, whether it be also from other people, although, you know, like the internal pressure is enough to crush anyone. It's really important to remember how 
this is also your opportunity to just show them who you are. Just think about the fact that you're going into this scenario with all of the answers. This isn't like a test. You're not going to show up there and get a question you don't know the answer to. How quickly you arrive to that answer and how you convey that answer, very different. And it's what you work upon when you prep for these interviews. But again, if you show up there in the mindset that this is where you belong, knowing that this is a space you belong in, occupy the space, show up there, be confident. Something that's always really helped me when I'm really nervous or really scared about a situation. This may not be everyone's coping mechanism or how they think, but I try to think of the worst case scenario. So when it comes to pharmacy school is that this program doesn't accept me. And so then I start to think, well, what would I do in that circumstance? And then I would consider, well, I have these other options and I work through it. I just continue, go, I go to the worst place possible and I talk about with myself, what I would do at that point. And as long as I know there's a game plan at that lowest point, what is there to be afraid of? Why not go out there, go out on a limb, really believe in myself and give myself a shot? Because as much energy as I'm putting into figuring out what the worst case scenario is, why wouldn't I put that much effort into thinking that I could achieve the best case scenario? And so I think it's really about if you're that nervous and not worried is to just find the ways that you can reason with yourself to make you understand that this position is actually really great to be in. Low key, as weird as it is and as nervous as I am for my own residency interviews, I am so excited for the opportunity to just talk to other residents, the selection committees, faculties, RPDs, and just have this time to convey how excited I am about this next step in my life. And that's because I really know I want to do pharmacy. And if you know you really want to do pharmacy, let them see that. Let that be the driving force. Accept that you are enough to be there and that you have so much to offer. I think I've said it before, but you are you and that is your power. And don't let anybody take that away from you. You hear people talking about all sorts of stuff at interviews when, they're, when they were in person. But block that stuff out. Everyone's there for their own reason. And just because someone has this going for them or that going for them, they don't know about all the things that you have going for you. So I think that's really important to mention. And now in talking about the different interviews I had, I applied to four schools and I had four different types of interviews. Well, actually three different types of interviews. I had the MMI at UCSF and then at the other institutions I interviewed out, I had a one-on-one with a faculty for 45 minutes as well as a one-on-one with a current student for 45 minutes. And in both of those cases, I actually had to have a copy of my CV because they asked for it. So it's good to be prepared for the in-person one with a copy of your documents. At the other type of interview I had, it was a two-on-one. So in both cases, at both of those places, it was myself with a current student as well as a current faculty member. And in both the two one-on-ones and the two two two-on-ones, they were traditional interview questions. All of the questions that they asked were very straightforward interview questions, as well as questions about certain experiences on my CV that they wanted to know more about. Both of these different types of interview styles were really great for me. It gave me the opportunity to really connect with the people in the room. Again, maintaining eye contact, something you want to be aware of. If there are two people in the room, make sure to maintain eye contact with the person who asked the question. But of course, when you're engaging with two people that you make eye contact with the other person as well, just scanning as you're talking. 
at the same time, how you sit in the room is really important as well. For me, body language is huge. I pick up on that with other people. And so I just assume people pick that up with me as well. When you walk in, have a smile, shake their hand, have a seat. I like to sit kind of closer to the front of the chair. That way my back is off of the back of the chair. And so I have to sit up a little bit straighter. It gives me better posture. I sit with my legs just slightly crossed and my hands in my lap. And I have a soft smile the entire time. And again, be excited to be there. For me, the way I view interviews, it's an opportunity to create a conversational tone with strangers. And maybe that's just the extrovert in me. This isn't everyone's deal. But for me, I'm always looking for that opportunity to kind of break that barrier and just engage in a conversation, make it less interview-esque. Of course, maintaining your professionalism, but start to engage with one another. Be that person that you said you were on your resume and in your application. And then that worked out in both cases. Again, with a one-on-one, it can definitely be a little bit more daunting. But remember, it's about you. You know the answers. You just need to take a second to figure it out. And in the event that you don't know an answer, you're sitting there, you get asked a question, and you don't have an answer. This wasn't on your interview question sheet. You were completely thrown for a loop. It is more than okay to take a second say, that's a great question. Just give me one moment to think about it. It'll buy you some time. You acknowledge it. You can also ask for them to repeat the question. Take a small break. Ask them, would you mind repeating the question one more time? They'll be happy to do so. That way it gives you a little bit more time to think. And then once you've asked for a little bit of time, if you ask them to repeat the question, you should be able to come up with an example that you can talk to. And honestly, no matter how bad of an example you think it is, as long as you're able to convey what you learned from it and how it can apply in the future, it's a perfectly fine answer. And so that basically sums up how to handle the in-person situation itself. Again, just making sure you maintain eye contact, good posture, keep your body language engaged, make sure you're focusing on what's happening and smile a little bit. You're happy to be there or at least you're happy to hopefully be a pharmacy student one day. But at the end of the day, it really is just about being confident in yourself and in your answers. Again, it's a test where you know all the answers. How often does that happen? Okay, so now to back up again and talk about just interview day in general. If you're in person or if you are virtual, take what you need from this list and let the rest of it go if it doesn't apply. But my first tip is to start the night before. Go to bed early, make sure you get some sleep, set your alarms, make sure you have everything laid out for you so that you are ready to go the next day. You're not worrying about it in the morning. The only thing you're focusing on is looking your best, dressing your best, and getting in that headspace that you're ready to go and focusing on what's important. Make sure you have everything else sorted out so it's not left and you're rushing and you're already frazzled before you've even shown up because that with nervousness is never a good combination. My next tip is to be early. I am one of those people who will show up 45 minutes to almost an hour early, but that's just me. I like to become really familiar with the situation I'm in to really take a moment, center myself, go over my CV one more time, just kind of sit and just be. That's really what it is for me. And then as people walk in, of course, uh, this is my next tip is to be nice and smile at people. You don't have to smile at everyone. If you're not in a smiling mood, don't do it. Nothing is worse than forcing yourself to smile. But if someone smiles at you, feel free to smile back. You're all in the same boat. You don't need to be mean mugging one another. It's not a competition, really. It's really about do you fit what the program's looking for? And is that program a good fit for you? And who knows, maybe you'll meet somebody you'll be classmates with. That's what happened with me. Or maybe you'll start talking to somebody and it'll distract you and take your mind off of things. But again, that morning, everyone deals with nerves and the anxiousness that comes with interviews differently. So if somebody doesn't want to talk to you, don't take it the wrong way. If someone's talking a lot to you, just maybe politely tell them you kind of want to sit in silence for a second just to like 
be in the zone and whatnot, but whatever it may be, make it your time, make it your space, but at the same time, be open to the possibility that you could strike up a conversation and meet somebody new, which is really, really fun. And then I just touched upon it and just said it, but my next tip is that everyone is in the same boat. So resist the urge to compare yourself to others. Know that everyone else is there because of something that is great about them, but you're also there because of something that's great about you. And while you may be really nervous, so is everyone else. And in a sense, that's really comforting. That's something I always think about as well as as nervous as I am, so is everyone else. And so to know that everyone's going through the same thing and everyone's going to make it through, I find comfort in knowing that. And hopefully maybe you do too. My next tip is not to psych yourself out. I know that sometimes when I'm sitting there or I'm preparing to enter one of these virtual chat rooms and things like that, I get this moment where I'm suddenly like, nope, no, 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 abort mission. This, nope, this is not it. My entire body is flooded from my sympathetic nervous system with epinephrine and just it's going haywire. But the key is to stay calm. Take a deep breath, count to 10, count backwards from 10, forwards from one. I don't know, whatever works best for you. But just take a deep breath because this is your moment. This is what you have been preparing for. This is your time to shine. This is very main character energy moment. And this is where you take all of that nervousness and the energy inside of you and you put it into focusing on the questions at hand and really wowing them with who you are as a person. My next tip is to get in the zone. I kind of touched upon this already, but from the moment you show up on that institution's campus, whatever it may be, the hospital itself, wherever it is, be in the zone, be ready to go, have yourself ready to impress people, to impress yourself, show up for yourself, make the best out of the situation. My next tip is to bring a snack and a water bottle because I did not bring a snack and I don't know why I never drank from my water bottle. I think I was just too nervous the entire day. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm so dehydrated, it's not even funny, but I still recommend bringing it. Some places do feed you, others don't. Um, just it's important to have water if your mouth gets really dry or of course you are just a human being and need to drink water uh, it's just good to have it you can never guarantee if there'll be a water fountain anywhere nearby or anything like that and so I just think it's important also chapstick my lips get super dry when I've been talking for a really long time and then I also like to bring a copy or a couple of copies of my CV just in case they sometimes ask for it just out of the sake of seeing if you're prepared or sometimes they just don't have a copy with them and they really just do need a copy. The question of whether or not to drink coffee beforehand, I'm not sure if it's a question, but for someone like me, I'll drink it and then I'll be jittery the entire time, but I can control the jittery aspect of it, so I don't really mind. But if you know coffee has a serious effect on you and will only be amplified with the nerves and, you know, the whole sympathetic nervous system, like I mentioned, maybe skip it for the day. But again, if you can't live without it, go ahead and drink it. And then my last tip is just being engaged. Be there and be purposeful. Don't waste this time being worried about anything else. Commit to the idea that for however many hours you're there, you are going to be quote unquote on. And I know that's probably one of the hardest things to do because it takes so much energy. I remember at the end of my UCSF interview, I was so tired physically, mentally, emotionally. I was on the entire day, literally from the moment I got out of the car to the moment I got back into the car, I was on because it's an interview the whole day, everything you do. Whether or not someone is actually watching you is besides the point. It's the fact that this is very much a next step into the professional world and to conduct yourself in such a way is very important. And you never know who's walking around, who's noticing what. And so just to be there and to be at your best, performing at your best, 
carrying yourself in the highest regard, knowing that you belong there, I think can also go miles for your own confidence and in conveying to others that you really see yourself in this environment. I think the biggest thing to take away from these pharmacy school interview experiences, no matter how it works out, is that you will end up exactly where you're supposed to be. And sometimes it's not where you think it should be or what you hope it will be, but that doesn't mean it won't lead to something amazing. And so as much as we can dwell in the negative aspect, how poorly things can go, how awful things may work out, how terrible the whole situation may be, I think at the same time, it's working through those feelings, acknowledging them, creating a game plan, or again, whatever works for you as far as coping with that goes, with that stress. At the same time, remembering to take the time to acknowledge that it could work out fantastically in the exact same way. So why not give yourself a fighting chance at achieving that, at believing that you could have that? It's so much so in your hands and your capability, and it just needs to come through in the way that you answer your questions. Again, I really like this analogy I've come up with that this is a test where you know all of the answers because it's true. It's about you. As long as you know who you are, making sure that the person on paper is a person sitting in front of the interviewers, that is what's going to seal the deal. And it's how excited you are. You know what I mean? If you're going into pharmacy school, hopefully you're really excited to go into the profession of pharmacy and convey that. Let the way that you take up space, let the way that you answer, let your body language work in your favor and highlight all of those great things about you that you've not only said, but you've also written. So show up, be present, be engaged, and show them just how excited you are and how much you deserve to be there. And then really quickly before we go ahead and wrap up today's episode, something I wanted to touch upon is the elevator pitch. I know that this is a big deal because it's important to be able to convey who you are, summarize all that you can offer in a really short period of time. And this is the first question I've gotten every interview, whether it be for pharmacy school interviews, for a job, anything like that. The first question I always get is, tell me about yourself. And so I think the way that we go ahead and format these questions is really important because you can utilize it to the fullest extent to share a lot about you in a very short period of time. As you can tell, I'm very much about maximizing opportunities. And so the way that I would kick off my elevator pitch for my pharmacy school interviews was I would introduce myself. So hi, my name is Mayor Virk. I would mention that I was in my fourth year of undergrad at the University of California, Berkeley. I would mention that I was majoring in integrative biology. From there, I would go ahead and talk about the current position that I held in pharmacy. So I was a technician at the time. And so I just mentioned that I was working at the same time in this role. From there, I would highlight two to three important activities for my extracurricular that I thought really showcased some strengths of mine. And so when it came to mentioning these extracurriculars, I wanted to mention my position title, what it was that I did that was so important, really the keystone of that position. So whether it be some sort of initiative, if I put together an event, anything that I really spearheaded, and then from there, talk about some of the qualities that I utilized, some of the things that I was able to take from it making it very brief, of course, so that I could fit into two to three examples. And then from there, I transitioned into talking about what I was looking for in a pharmacy school program, what I saw for myself as far as how I could contribute as well. And then from there, I wanted to talk about my short-term and my long-term goals. When you're entering pharmacy school, this may not be super clear to you already, and that's totally fine. When I was going into pharmacy school, I definitely wouldn't be able to give you the answer that I'm able to give in my residency interviews today, and that's totally okay. The whole point of pharmacy school, in my eyes, was to figure out not only you know how drugs work and whatnot, obviously, but also to get exposure to all of the different types of pharmacy and the realms in which pharmacists can work in. 
And so I think a really great short-term goal for somebody going into pharmacy school is just to be able to get a better understanding of the therapeutics and pharmacology of medication while also getting a greater understanding of all the roles that a pharmacist can take on after graduating. And if you do know your long-term goals, if you know the type of pharmacy practice setting that you want to be in, that's great. You can go ahead and mention that. Things you can consider are board certification. Perhaps there's a certain type of practice environment, like I just said, that's really appealing to you or that you want to know more about. So really, it's just about conveying to the interviewers and to the program that you have given some thought to where you see yourself down the line, which I think is especially important in a three-year curriculum just because things do move very quickly and you are only in the didactic setting for such a short period of time. And so just making sure you're giving them an insight into what you're thinking about will be really important. And then for me personally, at the end, I like to mention that although I've listed all of these different pharmacy experiences, all of these things I've done in school and in the community and whatnot, there are also these things I like to do in my free time, in my personal time. And I think this is not heavily debated. I don't know if anybody's debating about this, but I think this is very much up to each person whether or not they want to include this. For me, I really enjoy some sort of semblance of a work-life balance, and I think it's really important to have a balanced life and to take care of yourself and to, you know, look inwards, recharge, do the whole thing. Y'all know how it goes around here. So I like to mention what I do in my free time. I think it helps to build rapport with the other people. It makes you look like you have a personality and a life, which hopefully you do. Um, And at the same time, you never know what you'll connect with somebody about, something you can have a conversation with a little bit down the line. And I just think it's a really great way to kind of close the conversation at the end and kind of leave things on a lighter note. Again, just some tips with that. Read the room. Perhaps this is not the time nor the place. I think you can really just get a vibe from the way that the whole conversation is going. And then also just being cognizant of time. I would say no longer than two minutes and really just focusing on yourself and being able to highlight some of those important points from your CV as well as your goals and what you see in this program in particular being specific definitely serve you well in the long run and hopefully leave a lasting impression. And that basically sums up my pharmacy school interview experience as well as some tips and tricks. I, of course, didn't go into too much detail as far as the specific programs or the specific questions. They all kind of followed the same suit, to be honest, outside of the different structures that I mentioned. MMIs really aren't a thing this year, so I didn't really go into that. But I guess just to mention a couple of things with it, I looked up scenarios online, but they're all for med students, and so they are a lot greater in scope more so than you would for pharmacy school and my biggest advice if there are MMIs in the future again if any institution goes back to it and once we're in person and whatnot the best way I would describe preparing for an MMI is just looking at your interactions with people in the food industry whether it be a waitress waiter somebody in the drive-thru it's the way that you treat people and the way that you respond to scenarios whether it be in a work environment whether it be out in your personal life whatever it is it's the way you respond to things so when people say you can't prepare for it you truly can't and I remember other people telling me honestly you just have to show up and do it and being really frustrated with that answer because I'm a preparation person how do I prepare for just showing up but it truly is about just showing up and responding and so there really is no other way around it the other interview styles I talked about the two-on-ones again just making sure that you're engaging with both people that are sitting there you are 
occupying the space in the room with good body language, a positive tone, your facial expressions match your excitement and your passion for this. And then of course, one-on-ones, just staying engaged with that person, reminding yourself that you got to be on during that time, not to falter. You prepared for this. You're in the mindset that this is for you because they already like you on paper. So then now they just got to see who this awesome person is in person. And so for me, as I prepare for residency interviews right now, I thought this would be a great way for me to reflect back, remind myself of how I was exactly this nervous three years ago, and I was absolutely terrified. And when I showed up to those interviews, I remember being so thankful for the preparation that I did, for the time that I took to really think about things. And even for the ones that caught me off guard, knowing that I know how to deal with that, I feel much better moving into these interviews coming up in the next few weeks. And right now, just a sneak peek, even though I'll probably talk about residency interviews in a year from now, which is so, so crazy, I am using the flashcard method. So instead of an Excel sheet and putting all the questions on there, I decided to go for flashcards this time and then just jotting down some quick phrases on the back. I only did this in this case because we get clinical questions for residency interviews versus pharmacy school interviews. It's purely based off your CV, the supplemental questions they ask you. Um, your personal statement, things like that. But again, you can totally use that method, whatever works for you. But just reminding yourself that you belong there and pick a walk-up song. You know how there's a song that they play when the basketball players run out onto the court or when the baseball players run out onto the field? Pick your walk-up song, play it in your headphones when you're walking up to the interview or right before you log into the room or whatever it may be and get yourself in that zone that you got this because you really do. Because think about how amazing it'll be once you achieve these goals and these dreams. And knowing that you did everything you could to achieve that is just gonna make it feel that much better when it does come true and when things work out the way that they're supposed to. And so with that, I just wanna say thank you so much to all of you who listened to this episode, to any of the past episodes. It means the world to me. If you want to, you can totally go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram at Life on the Farm Podcast. I try to post something about my rotation every day or something that I'm learning about just to keep things up to date and so I can look back and see all of the different things that I was able to learn over the course of six weeks and hopefully the rest of my appies and residency and whatnot. Also, if you want to go ahead and follow on Spotify, that would be awesome to rate it on Apple Podcasts would be lovely. That would be much appreciated. And I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy. I know the world is in a really weird place right now, especially with what happened at the Capitol a couple of days ago, which was absolutely disgusting and uncalled for. And so it's really important to make sure that you just check in with yourself, check in with your loved ones, recharge, educate yourself on facts and things that are happening in the world and the reality of the situations. Um, But until the next episode, good luck to all of the pharmacy students who are future pharmacy students who are interviewing. You got this and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.